Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, today on TV Pilot Reviews, we're talking all about Seth Rogen's continued quest to take over the entire world. So don't move a muscle. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to TV Pilot Reviews here on After Buzz TV. What you're hearing right now is the Super Mario theme, which I'm sure most of you know, because the pilot we're talking about today, which is called Future Man, has a very heavy video game component. It does. And I can't wait to talk about it. Before we do that, guys, this is TV Pilot Reviews. This is a show where we, of course, reveal Hollywood's, review Hollywood's hottest new pilots and let you know whether or not you should pass or play. As I mentioned at the top, today we're reviewing Hulu's new show, Future Man. We have a lot of thoughts. Before we give you those thoughts, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Jeff Graham. If you guys want to find me online... You can do so at Jeffrey C. Graham, and I have an amazing panel of co-panelists. Hi, guys. Linda Antwi here, and you can find me at Linda So Girly all across social media. I'm kind of excited about this show. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sam Davidson here. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SamD43, and I am in the live chat, and I feel like you guys have opinions, so tell us, I, and we'll share them with the world. Yes, share us your live chat opinions. We of got course. it up right in front of us, and I'm D'Angelo. You can hit me up on Twitter at TV. Or on Instagram at D'Angelo. And it didn't take long for us to see that the Seth Rogen was part of the show, huh, guys? No. <laughs> yeah. Took about 10 seconds. Yeah. Jizz. Um, just jizz, <laughs> all of that stuff. Um, so for any of you younger listeners, you have an idea of what the show... <laughs> no. Bye. <don't... laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about the show. As you guys know, the first thing we do is we give you our overall reactions to this show, which again is Hulu's Future Man, which dropped, I think, on Tuesday... Um, last night, I guess. Last night, yeah. yeah so 14. pretty pretty new. Um, so we're going to give you our overall thoughts and our pass or play, which means whether or not we think you should watch the show or go ahead and pass. We actually added two. So we have our pass or play and whether or not other people should pass or play because yeah. sometimes they're different. Yes. D'Angelo, let's start with you at the end. Um, play for both, just with the understanding that you understand the intent of the show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, Seth Rogen. So he has... Very distinct humor, you yeah. know, and be prepared for that. If you like his humor, you're going to like the show. If you don't, then get out the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say play for, I mean, I'm not sure. I think I will play at some point, but it's not a run to play. But mm-hmm. for other people, you know, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, they have a very interesting, funny sense of humor. I grew up with brothers, so, you know, I yeah. just think this stuff is funny. Mm-hmm. I am on the same path, so I'm going to say play for both. Um, for me, it's going to be when I want to like escape from life yes. and just have a bunch of free time, and I just want to laugh and just kick back and multitask. Then for sure, I'll be playing this or binging it. I totally agree. My roommate now, call, my roommate and I call those our hungover shows <laughs> yes. because it's the best show to watch when you're hungover. That's exactly what the show is. It's light. It's like comfort food TV with jizz. Um, yeah, I feel like my thoughts on the show are, like D'Angelo said, it knows exactly what it is. It's not trying to be 
even I don't think necessarily like a smart comedy. I think no. there are quiet moments of subversive smartness, but overall, this is a light, very silly, um, kind of yeah, goofy show. And I think I'm a play for both, but I agree. I'm not like running to the TV to play this. I think I'm probably going to take a Saturday one day, maybe when I've had too much to drink on the Friday before, <laughs> and just sit there and eat Cheetos and watch the show. Yeah, and that's exactly. What with I that being said, at the end of the pilot, I was like, my first, you know, thing I'm going to say is that this should be bingeable. Obviously, and I was like, oh wait, episode two is coming on. Uh, okay, because obviously this was not going to be a weekly. You're right. not going to wait a week to see what happens. Yeah. It is in a one sitting or two to three mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I would say it has kind of a cinematic feel to it. Definitely. I was just about to say, I was like, this could have been a movie. A movie, like, yeah. It could have been two hours and done. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a couple times where I thought maybe it should be a movie rather than a 13 episode <laughs> TV show, but we'll get into that. Um, so this is kind of where we discuss the development of the show, guys. Again, we're talking about Hulu's Future Man, which just dropped, it looks like on Tuesday, November 14th. Um, this show's starring Josh Hutcherson, which I'm really excited to talk about, because quick reaction, I think he's doing a pretty nice job in this role. Um, yeah. I think so. I was surprised to mm-hmm. see him. So in all honesty, I mean, I like to think I'm on the pulse with TV shows and comedy, especially like teen heartthrobs, but I had no idea what this was. Mm-hmm. So when I saw him, I was very surprised, and I was surprised about the role that he was taking and I liked it. Yeah. You know, I like seeing him not in the Hunger Games. Doing yeah. Something weird. For sure. I, I thought he was great. And I'm excited to talk about his performance a little more later in the show. But um, this is an original show created by Howard Overman, Kyle Hunter, and Ariel Shafir. Is how I'm guessing her name is pronounced. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, the producing team is names you guys do know. Seth um, Rogen and Evan Goldberg who are the producing minds behind a lot of movies you've probably seen. Pineapple Express, Sausage Party, This is the End. Super bad, yeah. of course. It's probably their biggest hit. Um, but a very long list. And again, as D'Angelo mentioned, if you're into the humor and that those kinds of projects, a lot of the same stuff we're seeing here. Um, interestingly, I was reading about the creators and Howard Overman, whose top build on this show is the top creator, um, had mostly experience with like sci-fi, kind of mm-hmm. like BBC sort of sci-fi shows. Which makes a lot of sense when you look at the show. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what they're planning to get into. Have you guys watched more than one episode? I just anyone? watched the one. Okay. Yeah, just one. Just one. Shocking. Yeah, I know. I know. You always jump I'm to the always next the one who's like, well, I did watch the first four seasons <laughs> yeah. of the show, but yeah. Just one. You just one for me. Did yeah, you watch more than one, Sam? I, I didn't. I almost got onto the second, and A, I felt guilty. B, I was like, I also haven't seen This Is Us this week, so. Um, <laughs> Priorities, come on. They're yeah. similar shows, though, wouldn't you say? Yeah, super, super similar. If you like This Is Us, you'll love you. <laughs> um, quick... I will say, oh, just to add, yeah, please. I think that it'll be to their benefit to make this a show that someone can jump in. Um, I know it's on, you know, being mass released, but like someone can jump in and see someone else watching episode six and be like, and can just go along with the storyline. I hope right. that uh, that they they don't make it too like um, storyline heavy. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of can check in and because if that is if that is their approach, that's what they're going to need for people to check it out. I don't think that's their approach at all. Really, yeah. I don't think it's it's like a storyline that you have to really be heavy into the plot. I think it's more going to be like oh, yeah. about one-liners and right. well, you know, the yeah. actual so, yeah. so I yeah. think that if I never saw it and I jumped in on episode six, 
I would still be like kicking back. Right. Eating my Cheetos. I think sure. they, they need that. They definitely need well, that. Well, with sure. that being said, I do think that this pilot episode was really planting a foundation for us with his family mm-hmm. um, and certain things that he cared about. And the main character, uh, blanking on his name, but Josh Hutchison's character, his values. Josh. Josh. <laughs> Josh. Of course, yeah. I was like, I don't God, know his name. This... Played by Josh. <laughs> it was too on the nose, know. you know? Yeah. It also was too on the nose. Did it not bother anybody? No, that his name was Josh. I don't know. It just, like, annoyed me. Well, I want to talk about that um, because there was an element, I feel, where there was some one-dimensionality to this show. And I think that's kind of what it was trying to be. Um so for those of you guys who haven't seen the show, just a quick log line and just know that the further we go in the show, the more we'll be revealing spoilers. But this is a show, again, starring Josh Hutcherson, who's playing a probably young 20s, kind of down on his luck, nobody, sort of every man who's a janitor at a local science institution. We study S- STDs, yeah. STD laboratory. Research industry. <laughs> <laughs> just a regular janitor, you know? Yeah, just yeah. a regular, exactly. High school, STD, scientific institute, same thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but basically, the one thing he's got going for him is that he's a really, really amazing gamer. Mm-hmm. And he's playing this game that's apparently unbeatable. And there's one specific level, level 83, that's almost impossible to get past. But owing to some ingenuity, he beats the level and finds out in that moment that beating that level was actually a test to see if he is the chosen one Mm -hmm. to save the world. The savior. The savior, exactly. Um, So that's basically the show. And at this point, I say we go ahead and dive into the characters. Sam, you were saying that you feel Josh Hutcherson playing Josh Futterman is a bit Uh on the nose. Yeah, and I was thinking, I mean, what are we doing watching last week's show with, like, Jay Farrow? But he didn't have the same name, obviously, but it was him, but now it's, like, switched. (laughs) But, I mean, I... It confused me because also I didn't know what I was getting into when I watched this. I honestly watched this fully blind, which shocked me because of the names behind it. Um, But it... I, I loved him in it. I thought he was absolutely the best part of the show. Mm -hmm. I just wish his name wasn't Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what do you think of his performance, D? Uh, yeah, I think he did a good... I mean, he delivered on what his responsibilities was. I remember... I, I believed him, and then, you know, I didn't think about Hunger Games or anything like that. Although, personally, I don't think this is too much of an extension away. I know he's, mm-hmm. like, nerdier, right. but, like, I think he was kind of already in that bubble mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But it is a little bit of a step to the side, which is always good for an actor to show your range. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I don't know, I actually enjoyed a lot of people's performances. I wouldn't say that he was the best, um, but I think he delivered in what he was asked to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, I think it, the one thing that's fun for me about Josh Hutcherson, Josh Hutcherson's performance in this is that um, he, we're kind of getting to see him in an adult scenario. Do you know what I mean? We're used to kind of seeing him in YA situations. That's true, yeah. But we're getting to see him you know, kind of curse and be vulgar, which maybe this is immature of me, but I'm kind of having fun with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I was watching it, I, like I said, blind, didn't know what was happening, and I go, okay, this is for kids. Nope. No, nope, not for kids. And I was not. like, wow, he's <laughs> saying this. Yeah. He's act okay. And it's fun, and he's funny, and I feel like maybe him, you know, as an actor and as a person, he's been itching for something like this to do, perhaps work with Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. He's mm-hmm. probably like, whatever you guys want to do. That'd be yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, it is interesting. I'm glad you brought that up, because I do want to quickly talk about, there was something interesting about the tone. 
Because the show almost had the comfort food familiarity of like a network show. Mm. Like there were times when the way the characters interacted, it was kind of pleasant and goofy. Mm -hmm. And it almost felt like it could have been like almost like a Disney show. Except for the fact that they were talking about in what positions you'd want to have sex with (laughs) Luigi from the Mario Brothers. So I, I kind of enjoyed that. How like it followed the familiarity and beats of almost a network show. But with the edge of like an R-rated kind of comedy. Well, I think that is the different angle for them. Is that they're, I mean, kind of they did that with Sausage Party too. But taking these very kid aspects, but making it completely not for kids. Right. Like, I think yeah. that was the the writing with these people were saying and how absurd it was. Even with the people who came back from the future, like I think that's why I would revisit this show is because it's funny. It's mm-hmm. just really funny. Like, so I think. For that's why with Josh is kind of like, yeah, he did his job, but like I don't think as long as you don't, as long as you deliver the lines, the show will be good. I think that's the most important aspect of this show specifically, and not necessarily the performances because all of the personality comes from the words that they're going to be saying. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, well, while we're talking about some of the personalities, let's talk about some of the other characters. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with Eliza Coop and Derek Wilson as Tiger and Wolf. Yeah. How do you guys feel about these performances? Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of both. I really liked it. I thought it was hilarious, the two of them. Um, and a very kind of like fish out of water, but in water because they're smarter than everybody in some yeah. way, shape, or form. <laughs> um, I really liked it. It was a ton of fun. Yeah. I think Eliza's a great actress. Mm-hmm. And I think that what she's doing with this character, Tiger, is like really on point. Like she brings that serious part to this sci fi kind of comedy. Mm-hmm. So I thought that she did a really good job. As well as Derek, but I thought she stood out a lot in yeah. this pilot. Yeah, I don't know if any of you guys watched Happy Endings at all. I did. So it's yes. fun. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun to see her in this role specifically, yeah. I think. She's, at first I thought it was um, uh, Betty Gilpin, who's uh, newish. It took me a minute to be like, is, who, is, who is that? I yeah. know her. And then I got into focus, and I realized who it was. I mean, she's great, and she is I mean, Happy Endings, but she does a ton of stuff for Funny or Die, too, and mm-hmm. Webb's like... She's hilarious. I really, really like her. And I think that she, actually, now that I'm talking about it, was probably my favorite performance mm-hmm. now that we're getting into it. But, you know, Josh was good to hold it all up. For sure. He held it together. He's Joshy. kind of a straight man, you know. Yeah. Um, for those of you guys who haven't seen the show, basically, Eliza Coop and Derek Wilson, the reason I'm pairing them is because they play the, the two kind of video game protagonists who the main character, Josh, had been virtually playing as. And they kind of come to life. Yeah. And that's the other element that almost feels a little, a little Disney about it. Because I've, like, thought of... Tron. Tron. Mm. Or, like, even Life Size with Tyra Banks. I don't uh, know if you guys have seen uh, that. Uh, Are you serious right now, Jeff? Yes. <laughs> From an idea standpoint of, like... That's really pulling, like, a rabbit out of a hat <laughs> no, right there. Good. I like that, I like that <laughs> You reference. don't see it? <laughs> I mean, great. I love it. What um, if your toy came to life? I just never... Like, if I ever gave that <laughs> shout-out on a show, I feel, I thought, I really thought everyone would look at me and be like, what? No, I love that. No, oh, I you can that. judge me for sure, but I'm right. Oh, I no, love it. No. You are right. It's a Barbie doll that came to life. I, this is the guy version. I yeah. read something online and this just ties into that. It's like man-child sense of humor and yeah. that's that. It's like it plays with your sensibilities as an adult with the dark humor but mm-hmm. then it's also like oh my god this is kind of a, that's a doll. That's a video game that came to life. That's right. your sure. child in you, right? So I do yes, just for sure. have to add though that the, the adulthood being kind of thrown in on us the, you know, I guess jizz is an adult, but things that you can't say on ABC, NBC, CBS. 
I almost felt like they were really excited that they weren't on any of those networks. Definitely, yeah. definitely. They would have to not be Seth Rogen. Just his whole body of work. Like, can you imagine him censored? I can't really. It is interesting. I mean, I will say there's an element for me personally where the longer Seth Rogen has worked, the more he's sort of shifted a little bit too far in terms of vulgarity substituting for content a little bit. I hated Sausage Party. Agreed. And I love Seth Rogen movies. All I, you know, yeah, wasn't offended. I was just didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Seth Rogen's stuff for me always has it's a spectrum of sweet and edge. Mm-hmm. And like Superbad's actually a really kind of sweet feel good movie. And a lot of his movies are about friendship and loyalty and you know the awkwardness of adolescence. And I really like that stuff and I think the vulgarity should be a support for that. But I think lately there's kind of been where the vulgarity is the central aspect of the humor mm-hmm. and the um, kind of the themes and the sweetness are sort of sprinkled on top instead. Yeah. And there was moments in this show I felt a bit that way of, I'm not sure that just talking about Mario coming is a joke. It's more just a shock. Yeah, it's like an idea you had. I get you thought right. about it, but let's make it like that's what writing is for, to make it a joke, to mm-hmm. make it funny and not just say, oh, I thought about Mario coming. Right. That's it. What did you guys think? I think it's a good point. I mean, it's kind of like the Family Guy thing. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, because, I mean, I guess that's on Fox, right? Or what do you yeah, yeah. Fox, yeah. yeah. So it, it is possible, but it I think they have so much more freedom to go more absurd. So it's, it's, it's going to be in the extreme. And they're on Hulu. I think that allows them to do that. You have to be in the mood for it. I'm not always in the mood for it. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, so I think if you're watching this show and you're expecting him to make a commentary about something serious, you, you're going to the wrong show. It's just not. Except if you to go do. to his Twitter, you know. Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I think I'm probably the odd person out here. Fair but enough. I think that. Uh, that's what is to be expected of, of Seth, especially. I'm thinking of like Beavis and Butthead. Do you guys remember that? Yes. Show? Yeah. And how it was like so absurd, and they would just say whatever is on their mind. I think that that's how Seth and Evan kind of are, are going with this. They're just gonna say whatever's on their mind because it's like young bro humor. Yeah. Right. So I think that 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 part with the Super Mario and all of that is because that's exactly what they were thinking. They're like, we're going to throw that in there because we think it's funny. Right. <laughs> it'd be For weird sure. to see them hold some, hold it back. Like, it'd be weird to be like, to hear them say, in a, if I was in a writer's room, they'd be like, that's too far. Like, right. I don't think that's yeah. a statement. That yeah, that, no. It's not that it's too far. It's just that it didn't necessarily fit in with the rest of the jokes or the, I mean, the storyline, yes, video games, but mm-hmm. it didn't like with exactly what they were talking about in that moment. I'm like, why are you talking about cum? Right. Like, I, I just gotcha. don't yeah. know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think of, do any of you guys watch Silicon Valley on HBO? Mm-hmm. So, this is a bit of a spoiler if you haven't seen the show, but it actually doesn't give away too much. Basically, in the very last episode of the first season, the guys who are sort of in this startup come to this realization about their coding with this analogy that involves penises. Mm-hmm. And like, that joke was so funny because there was this juxtaposition of like talking about this ridiculous kind of sexual over-the-top content with this very earnest attempt to crack this code. And there was just like so clearly a joke that had been thought out involving the vulgarity, and there was a reason for it. Mm. And there was like maybe two or three times in this pilot where I was like, I'm not sure there's a reason for this. I get you. And yeah. I would have, I just am more tickled if I can see a joke. <laughs> 
using I, that wording is a little maybe. <laughs> you sound like a really creepy old uncle. <laughs> I'm not tickled when they talk about the penises this way. Uh, um, but yeah, I think I'm more amused maybe when these jokes have a reason for existing rather than just Thrown existing. That yeah, makes sense. yeah. And something else that kind of it didn't bother me, but I was just curious. I would have I wanted a more firm stance on how old he, Josh was. Yeah. Because when you're young and in high school, you have an excuse for being perverted, kind of. Yeah. But when you're older, it's not that you don't have as much as an excuse, but if I would have seen him maybe interact with a woman at work that he had a crush on, kind of. I mean, I guess, like, me, we didn't really see any. I mean, Well, he daydreamed through the girl. Yeah, like, a little bit, but just, I don't know. But then, if we saw too much of it, he would have been a pervert because he's too old to be, like, video gaming and fantasizing. I mean, I don't know. I don't do that, so you can, I guess you can be however old you want to video game fantasize. But um, it just, it just felt, I just, it was juvenile, but at the same time, if they made him older, it would have been creepy. Yeah. I feel like he, for me, it's great casting. And I will say... I feel like this is a well-cast show all over. And, like, I think some of the complaints I've had about the writing, I think the cast is so great for me that those mistakes are being made up for with great performances. Mm. I was trying to think of someone else in this lead role, and I was sort of having trouble thinking, I think this could go very wrong in the hands of the wrong actor. Mm. And I think Josh Hutchinson's a very good actor. Yeah, I do, too, and he seemed really cool with everything. Mm -hmm. Because we don't know... I mean, when I think of him, I think of Hunger Games. Right. So this is his time to be goofy, and I it seemed like he was excited about it. The thing I like about Josh Hutcherson is he is, like, a very vocally committed actor. Like, I feel like he's, like, someone asked him, like, do you hate the paparazzi, all that stuff? He's like, you know, whatever. I feel so lucky to be acting and getting to do the thing that I love that I'll take whatever else the costs are. And he was in this movie with Julianne Moore and Annette Bening. Did you guys see The Kids Are All Right? Oh, my God. Yeah, of course. I love that movie. I forgot he was in that. Yeah, so I do feel like he'll take these turns where he is more than just kind of like the YA heartthrob that we expect. And I do kind of, like, think of him as, like, a serious actor when he wants to be. Yeah. And this is just a serious show. <laughs> super, right super serious. <laughs> um, any more performances we want to talk about? Those three are kind of the central. Yeah. I wanna... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh... Jean, uh, Glenn Headley mm-hmm. right. uh, as the mom because I think she's a fantastic actress and just knowing that she passed recently and they, they committed to yeah. the first five episodes I thought that that was really special and I thought that she actually stood out in her small little itty bitty part in the pilot yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, so I read online that, you know, she, I don't know how many she was supposed to be in, but I think she was probably going to be throughout the duration of the 13, but she died after they filmed five. So, and, you know, they didn't recast her. They, you know, the writers had to change their Mm -hmm. storyline, I guess, in a sense. And that I appreciate the, you know, I hate it when people are recast. It bothers me a lot. And so I'm glad they didn't do that. And, you know, I'm, I, part of me do now wants to watch the rest of it just to see exactly how they adapted to that happening. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I think these are fun performances for fans of Ed Begley Jr. We've had him in mm-hmm. studio. I'm going to real quick promote on uh, Ileana Douglas's Popcorn Talk show, I Blame Dennis Hopper. You can see a great interview there. I love him. It's great. Um, I'm excited. Martin Starr is going to be on later in the season, who's also in Silicon yep. Valley. It was fun to see Haley Joel Osment, I thought. 
It was shocking. Yeah, a little off-putting. Just because (laughs) you're used to the I See Dead People, Haley Joel Osment. No, okay, listen. I watched the Entourage movie, you know, I get in uh, Silicon Valley, like, I get he's, you know, but it's still every time I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) It's just, it, it, it's, it's extra. It's he has a beard and he's just a different person. And it's not that I want to see him as a child anymore, but he is like almost a bit of an off-putting, disturbing character actor. And he yeah. always <laughs> turned into. Yeah. And he always plays that. That's exactly what I was going to say. At least say. he's owning it. I yeah. guess. He always plays the off-putting, even in Silicon Valley. Like yeah. Like oh, I don't really like you. Gotta get those all. checks, man. <laughs> Gotta yeah. get those Gotta get checks. checks. Um, well, I'm excited. I think, again, I'm a play. I'm excited to see the rest of these kind of performances because I think they're really fun. We talked a bit about the writing. It sounds like overall we like it. Um, I personally think that I'd like to see more, um, a bigger commitment to sort of telling and crafting jokes rather than just relying on vulgarity. But it's also funny already. And some more stakes. I know that the world is going to end and stuff, but we don't... (laughs) Give us higher stakes. Yeah, give us higher stakes than that, the whole universe. Um, I mean, we don't know how it's going to end. When his parents disappeared at first, I was excited because I was like, oh, no, it's going to be like Spider-Man, you know. Someone's going to die and he's going to become a superhero, um, you know, to make it but I I was like okay it's just time travel it was so many things that I love like I love time travel I love comedy I love science fiction but it it just was shifting to uh, too much to um, I was like I either love this or I really don't like it mm-hmm. so yeah and then the more I talk about it too I think I do this every week I change my opinion throughout right. our conversation <laughs> I hear you I can do the same thing um, one thing we always talk about is sort of the themes of the show. And obviously this is a very light comedy. I don't know if there are that many themes. But one thing I did like was I feel like this show sort of was making a comment on violence in video games. Did oh, you yeah. guys yeah. get that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a very funny way. Yeah. yeah. Um, basically, for those who have or haven't seen the show, the character deaths that are being reenacted are very, very over the top. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I found this to be pretty funny. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, I love the when they would yell what they're about to do right before they do it. Yeah. <laughs> left arm, left arm, yeah. like, headshot, him now. Yeah. leg shot. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah, and I did appreciate the moment though of somewhat reality where Josh told um, Eliza Coop, uh, "That's Tiger." Tiger. Tiger. God damn it, Tiger. Okay, of course, Tiger. <laughs> you know, like, don't kill him. Why? Because you'll actually murder him. <laughs> because you'll be That's a murderer. A bad thing. Yeah, you'll have some blood on your hands there. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Um, and then I also like sort of the homages to a lot of classic science fiction moments. Mm-hmm. Um, would you guys say, it was interesting, I was reading online, I think some people are really excited about the sort of homages to classic science fiction moments, but some are saying that the show, rather than paying tribute, is sort of just ripping off of these. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? I mean, we've only seen one episode, but... I, I mean, I read the same thing. So I read that it's like ripping off of Terminator, right. and Back to the Future, and literally just verbatim. But I, I don't think that that's what they're doing. I think that they're kind of just glorifying and celebrating mm-hmm. pop culture mm-hmm. and like the generation that we most of us all grew up in you know yeah, right. so I don't think that they're doing that at all also but the show did, oh I'm sorry. sorry I did read something online that I didn't know so the premise of the show is from an uh, Ernest Klein book 
from 2015 called Armanda, mm -hmm. and that's borrowed from the hit The Last Starfighter that was a hit in 1984. So oh. this is a premise that is not brand new, but they based it off a book that was based off of a movie. <laughs> and so wow. it'll be interesting to see what they do with this in the 13 episodes. Yeah. yeah. Um, on that note, I just... Okay, for the entirety of it, I really liked it. And by the end of it, I thought I recognized things, mm -hmm. themes. But the, the thing I would have to say at the end, I was like, this in a way, too, is unique. Because it combined those things. Mm. I don't know another TV show that did all of that. And in a way, I mean, it's, it's just taking from what we know. Mm -hmm. And it's not really taking from it. It's just building on it and I, I thought it was unique because I didn't know what the hell was like what what they were going for what they were doing um, and I think a second episode would explain after my what. watching you know would explain what they exactly maybe maybe a little bit are going for but I thought it was unique at the end of the day mm -hmm. I mean also to answer your question there was a moment where they were making fun of themselves like right. about how they were biting stuff from other shows I forget with Josh yeah. when he was talking to Tiger and he's um, like this is like Starfighter exactly. yeah. it's Quantum Leap yeah, right. it's, they said another line he was like okay now it's like and so I, I think that should be that should at least show that they're aware of the proximity they are to these other shows. So. Yeah, it's funny. I couldn't help but sort of think of Stranger Things a little bit. Me too. I don't know if you guys watch that show. I mean, I don't know who's not watching that show, <laughs> but I feel like a, that show to me a little more is kind of a love letter to the 80s without necessarily just kind of plucking Body. right from it. And I feel like this show maybe didn't walk that line quite as elegantly for me in this pilot. Well, but It's a comedy at that yeah, drama. Yeah, a little bit more True. liberties. True. Yeah, yeah. Especially season two. You know, it gets real. It really gets real in season yeah. two. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I don't know. I I thought, I, don't, I really did think it was unique by the end of the pilot mm -hmm. episode. And I was confused and wanted to know more, I guess. There you go. Yeah. I think it's funny that this is all based off of herpes. And not yeah. attracting her feet. Absurd. For sure. And that sums it up in all. I'll say this. Uh, the character's name what was his doctor I've Cronish. Got it. Yeah. Oh yeah. When he turned his face over for the <laughs> yeah. last time, like I get creeped out very easily. It was shocking to me. <laughs> I was like, okay, you guys are hilarious because that is shocking. Yeah. And then we said in the light, it doesn't look that bad. <laughs> yeah, like both like, oh, is Okay. Well, so there's actually a show that was on Amazon. I only think it was for a season. Paul Feig, I think. Oh, yeah. You know, other space. Other space, yeah. and that didn't do very well. I mean, it wasn't on for very long. It was Yahoo, because they or, right. I'm sorry, it like, was Yahoo. Yahoo used to do original content. It was Yahoo. So I was just really hoping that this wasn't going to turn into that because mm -hmm. that had a really huge, you know, cast behind it, like huge producer, writer, all of that, and it didn't hit. I think this is better than that, but that was also like a genre show. It was a comedy sci-fi show. Right. Yeah, I think this show, I'm not meaning to interrupt, no. but I think this show, other different than Other Space, has a fresh idea and cares. A, it's not just let's make fun of Star Trek. It's what if, what if a, a video game came to life? Right. And I feel like that narrative impetus is what's going to make the show work. And then throwing in all the satire and parody and jokes will work if the narrative remains interesting, mm -hmm. I think. Any other thoughts? I feel there's only so much you can talk about with a show yeah. like this. Yeah. I know our producer's seen the show. Brianna, if there's anything you wanted to say that we haven't touched on yet, speak now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> peace. 
piece. Perhaps. Uh, well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, no worries. No, I mean, I think I feel about the same as all of you about it. Just, you know, it's a, it's a fun show. It's a show that I'll probably put on while I'm cleaning my room and stuff in the background just to have fun and watch. It's not something I'm going to, like, if it was coming. Is it coming out week by week or is it coming out all at once? It's all, all out. out. Yeah, it's not something I'm going to binge at home and just be excited for each new episode. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was fun. I, I definitely see the audience that it's going for. Yep. Yeah. Good point. Um, cool. Sorry, one other thing I wanted to say, which I would really be interested to know where they pitched this show or if Hulu came to them, how this all happened. Because to me, I was just like, Comedy Central. This is so mm. Comedy Central. But they made it very clear that they can say the F word and do yeah. all these things that they might not have been able to do there. And Hulu... We were talking about it before. Hulu, I think, is becoming bigger. Cool. We don't know about Hulu's original content. We do now, though, because they've won so many Emmys. Right. And it is becoming the new Netflix, essentially. It's definitely several steps behind Netflix, but I do think they're making their way up. So this is a very good up-and-coming mm-hmm. network to be on. So I would just be interested to know if this was the network they wanted to be on, if they wanted to be on Netflix, um, or how how this all happened. Yeah. And just jumping off of that, remember we just reviewed the Sarah Silverman show mm-hmm. and how it was shocking and it's on Hulu as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of an interesting parallel. Like the pilot episodes just come out there Boom. shocking. Yeah. Either they're, you know, cursing or it's naked bodies or whatever it is. I wonder if Hulu's trying to like yeah. have an audience that says, like that. Hey, you know what, we're open to doing anything, which kind of is what Netflix was when it first started doing original programming, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, so. well, in general, if you think about all the comedies you've re- reviewed on this show, besides the mayor, um, they've all mostly, <laughs> I feel bad every episode. Poor mayor, yeah. It's become like the bit of the show of how can we, like, poop on the mayor. <laughs> um, How's it doing, good. by the way? I don't know. I, I wanted that show to be good. So if anyone, if you're watching and you're still watching the mayor, let us know in the comments of this video whether or not we should pass or play. But I think if you think about all the comedies you've reviewed on um, streaming, they've all been pretty shocking. I mean, yeah. Big Mouth, yeah. American Vandal. One of my favorite ones. Well, and yeah. I Big will Mouth. just say, I binged all of Big Mouth Me too. Um, when I was home the past few weeks with my brother. And I, it's like, we would go out in public and start talking about, like, talking like the hormone monsters and yeah. it, it has influenced me greatly so i am very like regretful of my not loving it <laughs> big mouth was big like a lot of people did the halloween costumes and stuff it had i mean not to make it a big mouth review show but yeah. it was I, that was i think that's like one of the best ones we yeah reviewed definitely so far. but it makes me wonder if with comedy especially there's such a stratified world for yeah. each of these shows, right? Because if you're pitching a network show, it's going to go on a network. Mm-hmm. If you're pitching a show like Broad City, it's going to be on cable. But if Broad City were on Netflix, it'd probably be edgier. Mm-hmm. You know, I think. Yeah. So. Agreed. I mean, the thing is, I don't watch network comedies anymore. Oh, I really don't. We were right. talking about that. Yeah. 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 And I, what comedies do I watch? They're on Netflix. Yeah. Right. And yeah, I just think probably when people are writing, they know the four or five networks that they'll be able to pitch to mm-hmm. based on their scripts. Yeah. Or they can always go back and change the specifics of their dialogue yeah. based on where they're going to live. We should so. try to get a writer on the show that mm-hmm. has written a comedy that ends up on Hulu or Netflix or something and just, you know, ask them. Some, that'd be great. Yeah, be fun. We'll, we'll work on that. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, this is the part of the show where each of us... Any last thoughts first before... Okay, cool. Each of us are going to review out of five what we would give the show just based on the pilot. Just 
based on the palette. Um, I'm guessing I'm going first. Mm-hmm. I've got mine if you want to think oh, you a go little first. bit. Yes, All right. I gave it a 3.4. Oh, we're going over there because I'm. I'm uh, it's like a restaurant. Okay. Yes, I, I got it. Three point six. Three point six. I give it like a three point three. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go with three. Oh, I would have expected higher, Linda. I feel like you're loving it. I kind of. I mean, I do, but yeah. I feel like you know what it is. I think I feel a little guilty. I feel like it's a guilty pleasure. I will, I will sit there and binge it and not get anything accomplished. And like get off my diet, eat Cheetos, drink too much wine. And just be like, yeah, so that means you like it. I get that. I get that. I go three. I'll be like, okay. It's a I'm guilty a pleasure bit. show. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, how about? Do you guys think this will make it past the first season? And do we think it even wants to go past a first season based on what we saw? I definitely think they want to. Um, I but don't know if it will. Can they really commit that talent? You know, mm, again, I don't. Know. I, don't I don't know. I think it's going to go a second season. I just wondered watching the pilot if it was intended to. Like, it almost felt like it might be just one season, almost like a miniseries. But then again, you could recycle that formula. Absolutely. And just have another type of protagonist or a villain you add to it that pops out from the game. See, Seth, I'm helping you. I was going to say, let's get Linda (laughs) in the writer's room. I mean, that is one analysis about if you're not on a network show, they're not limited to to having to stretch these shows out as much, which is, I think, a blessing more mm-hmm. so than a, a limiting factor. I agree. Yeah. Cool. Um, awesome. Any last thoughts about Future Man before we move on? Future Man. I would uh, never have heard of it. So again, with Hulu and your advertising, mm-hmm. I don't know who's doing the advertising and yes. marketing. That's a good point. But like, if you hadn't suggested it, I would never have heard of it. I went on my Hulu and had to like search it. It wasn't, you know how on the top it pops yeah. up, like what's new, Hulu exclusive? Wow. None of that. So I agree. I'm For me, just, it popped up right away. Did it? Uh-huh. Last night I was on Hulu and it was the first thing I saw and I was like, what is this? Huh. What platform are you watching it on, Brie? Computer. Your computer, okay. I think just yeah. maybe based on your preferences of what you watched beforehand. Uh, but yeah. I watch a lot of weird science fiction fantasy stuff on Hulu and, come up. and comedy and yeah it didn't come up but I had to search it and also the, mm. these have huge starts and I mean Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg behind it what the f- yeah. Like, yeah. How, yeah. Did, how is this not on a billboard yeah. when I'm driving down Sunset Boulevard yeah. Yeah. unless they're embarrassed about it <laughs> I don't think they are though I mean it's getting pretty good reviews and it's and interesting because like Preacher was their other big show and I feel like I saw billboards for Preacher everywhere Preacher? when it was coming out Oh, wait, on Hulu? No, 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 that's AMC, but that's also Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Oh, oh. right, right, right. So yeah. it's the point of Hulu and their marketing. I, and I, I think it's they, they need to step it up with yeah. the marketing, because yeah. I didn't know about it. Because they have if you're attracting all this talent, acting-wise, writing, directing, then you really need to utilize it, especially if you're trying to be the new Netflix. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, let us know if, in the comments if you guys had heard of Future Man before we started reviewing it, because I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. Um, and find, and also let us know if you think we should be running an after show for this show. Um, I guess all 13 are out, so we'd probably do it quickly if we did. But if you want a more in-depth review than what we just gave you and a review past just the pilot, let us know in the comments. Guys, next week we are reviewing two Marvel shows that are also coming out on two different platforms. So Hulu is releasing a show in a week called Runaways. Mm-hmm. And Netflix is releasing a show on Friday called The Punisher. Mm-hmm. 
I know nothing about comics. I don't know if you guys do. So I'm going to try to get someone in here who does. I host the Arrow After Show, so this Great. is right up my alley. Amazing. So, yeah. I'm going to be gone for Thanksgiving, FYI, guys. So oh. I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm sorry. We won't there there will not be um, a show next show week, guys. Yeah. Oh. oh. We are not open on Wednesday next Great. week. Great. I'll be here. <laughs> um, that's so right. In two I, weeks. Yeah, in two weeks, we'll actually probably be reviewing something else. But we'll be on Twitter. You can see our reactions to both Runaways and The Punisher on Twitter. And we'll be back the week after that with some new stuff, guys. So, again, this is TV Pilot Reviews. We're here every week mostly reviewing your favorite stuff. Um, new pilots letting you know whether you should pass or play. Guys, my name is Jeff Graham. If you want to find me online, you can do so at Jeffrey C. Graham. We're pretty new shows stu- still, so if you have suggestions for segments or something else you want to see, also let us know. You can tweet at us, and if you want to reach me on Twitter, you can do so at Jeffrey C. Graham. I'm Linda Antwi. Linda is so girly all across social media. Hit me up. You guys can find me, Sam Davidson, at SamD43, Twitter and Instagram, and SamDavidsonEntertainment.com. And I'm D'Angelo. You can hit me up on Twitter at TV or on Instagram at D'Angelo. Guys, thanks so much for being here, and we will see you in two weeks. Happy Thanksgiving. Deuces. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.